the more I beheld him, then I began to experience what Paul talked about. And I began to see more of him and more of the dynamics of him. And this, what I call raging, ravishing love affair dance began to take place between me and Yahweh. So, uh, you know, but I, I cannot ever stress enough how much Yahweh so desires to have that dance with everybody. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promise outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us a very special guest, Greg Ordway. He's going to be one of the speakers at the event that we're going to be having this weekend. And we hope that you will join us. Thanks for being with us today. Before we get started, we just want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and you can see the events that we have planned. And this one that we're going to be talking about today is there. And you can also donate and you can look at our bookstore and you can click on our other podcasts and listen to the things that the Lord has put on our hearts to share with you. And we'd love to hear from you if you have something on your heart that you would like us to talk about. Just uh, send us an email at feedback at globaloutpouring.org, or there's a little place that you can fill out on that website where you can give us feedback. So we have with us today, Greg Ordway. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. We're going to be having this event called Kingdom Fire, a summons to perfect love. Etienne Blom is going to be with us. And also, uh, of course, you're one of the speakers. And Sheila Ruffin will be one of our speakers. She's a, she's a delight. I just love her. She's so much fun and so anointed. And I'll be speaking. And we're, this is going to be held at the Cedar Creek Resort, which is uh, run by you and your wife, at, or at least you own it, I think. Um, yes. Tell us about how God led you to this place and, and how he, uh, what, what's on your heart as far as uh, what, what he's going to do there? Oh, this is a fun, miraculous story to tell. Um, we, we had, at, for a long time, have had a, a business uh, an outreach where we uh, have taken care of uh, people with special needs. And um, we have several homes, but we had always lived in one of the homes. And we had gotten to a point where we felt like we needed to have our own space, our own house. And so we went out looking for houses and we, we spent probably six months looking at for houses. We weren't in a real big hurry, you know, and, and Yahweh has blessed us. I mean, we'd saved up some money to purchase a home. I mean, after we're looking for six months or so, um, it was kind of fun because we'd find a house that was like, that house would be just fine, but the setting was completely wrong. Or <laughs> yeah. we'd find another setting. The setting was perfect, but you know, the house just wouldn't work the way it was designed, you know? So we just kept looking. And so finally one day our uh, real estate agent, I think out of frustration and her exasperation because she kept showing us so many properties it says why don't you go take a look at this place and it, it happened to be cedar creek resort mm. it's a 200 acre uh, resort has a, a 25 acre lake and a couple other 
smaller wow. ponds. Um, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And we're just extremely grateful and humbled to be able to um, steward this place. So anyway, that's we, we, we start out looking for a place like that. And then we, we got this place in 2010. And Yahweh just worked out a f- phenomenal, mir- miraculous way of doing it. And, and if you remember, 2010 was in the height of the big uh, financial breakdown. And the bank that owned it, it had been in foreclosure for four years. They wanted to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Lord gave us such favor. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you hear all the time, you know, you've probably heard of people saying, you know, hey, buy a house with no money down and all that kind of stuff. Well, I always thought that would be nice. Well, that's what Yahweh did. I mean, basically, he he allowed us to buy this entire property, and we didn't have to put a dime of our own money down. And uh, wow, praise God, glory to God. Uh, shortly after that, when we bought it, though, I mean, he the only thing he told us was it was to build his kingdom. Now, he didn't he didn't elaborate on what that meant, what that looked like, and so we actually spent the first entire week. We didn't do anything, but we just prayed eight hours a day on, mm. on the property because. That's all we knew. He said, just build his kingdom. And so, mm. you know, over the years, it's been fun to see how that's unfolding and how he's just had us open it up to allow wh- whatever message is on his heart, whoever's carrying, you know, his his sound in the present season to just come here and release it. So that's really kind of our focus here. Now, I mean, we have a lot of other activities that go on, you know, day to day and throughout the week, but, you know, our primary purpose is is that just to to allow him to have a place where he can say anything he wants or release any kind of sound or message he wants to and you know just make it an open an open platform for that without quantifying it and just say you know this is this is a place you, you can do that so we've had some tremendous tremendous people from all around the world come here and you know people that I wouldn't have ever thought would have come here have come here you know, we're blessed to have ATN uh, speak. I mean, I know he's halfway around the world, but he's going to come and join us and he's going to release, you know, what Yahweh's been doing in him and sharing with him, you know, as well as Sharon. And and like you said, Sheila, she's always fun. She's a fireball. So that's really what, uh, how we came about it. And, you know, in the process, Yahweh has allowed us to have two or three businesses in on the property that ended up paying for itself. So it's just a phenomenal miraculous story it's an unending miraculous story because it keeps unfolding i mean the miracle keeps happening (laughs) i mean people can come and stay here you know if they want just a place to get away for a weekend or a week or whatever like that we have several you know people have use it for family reunions we have lots and lots of churches that use the property we have in columbia we have the university of missouri and lots of um, local businesses they'll come out here and do motivational seminars and things like that or think tanks you know for their particular business so you know it's it's a multi-purpose thing with our people with disabilities we actually use the property as a place for a job development program so they can come out here and learn skills and develop skills to eventually get a job out in the community so like i said you know we it's it's a busy place around here you know first and foremost it's all about you know, however Yahweh wants to build his kingdom, you know, because he didn't quantify it. So we don't quantify it. And we just say, however you want to build it, you're, you're free to build. So beautiful, Amen. beautiful. You know, it, it's the surrender to his will that that makes things actually work. True. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us what the Lord has put on your heart for uh, to, to share when you speak. 
Uh, well, this weekend, I, um, as I've uh, just spent time with um, Yahweh, our, our Father in Heaven, He's really put it on my heart to speak about His incredible, unfailing, unlimited, infinite desire for oneness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be speaking from the life of um, David primarily, uh, from the scripture of Psalms 27.4. A lot of people are familiar with that. Um, you know, one thing I've desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after all the days of my life, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and behold His beauty. And there's so much that David put in that one verse that expresses not only his desire to engage in something beyond the status quo, because in that verse, he, he it, I mean, he's tapping into the oneness that exists between Yahweh and Yeshua and Ruach and the Trinity. And he's tapping into that and he's hearing it and he's feeling it. And it's, and it's causing a desire in him to want to be a part of that. So I'll probably just talk about, you know, what David revealed in that verse. And Yahweh has helped me to come to understand some things about Hebrew. You know, I grew up in Midwest America and for a long time, Hebrew might as well have been Greek to me. I mean, I mean, English <laughs> was the only language I knew. And it wasn't until several years ago that we had a wonderful lady come here named Nancy Cohen. And uh, she began to speak about Hebrew and it just really captured me. And I found out that Hebrew is not a language like what we normally think of a language is. It's it's each one of what we call letters. They're not just letters. They're actually a living presence that came out of Yahweh. And they carry so much of something Yahweh put in each of them to help us understand and engage him more. So in of that, you know, I'll go into some of the things, you know, that the Hebrew reveals that English doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I find is just a fascinating journey into treasure after treasure. It's just you know, but it's just like Yahweh; He's so infinite, absolutely. And one thing I like about Him is that He He's so big. You know, sometimes I think we get the idea that you know Moses and Abraham and David and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Paul, you know, those kind of people. It's like they got the cake or most of the cake. You know, here we are all this time later, and, you know, basically they got most of the cake and we just get crumbs. Mm. (laughs) But the truth is Yahweh is so infinite that he has so much goodness inside of him that he has something, I believe, that each one of us could go into him and discover something nobody else has discovered. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really about this journey into the depths of, of being one with Yahweh and what that means, what that looks like, how we can engage it more, why we should engage it more. Because first and foremost, it is it is one of his most greatest desires. I mean, it's his desire, right? We love him because what he loved us first. It's his mm-hmm. desire yes. to be one with us that draws us to be one with him and to recognize this insatiable love affair that he wants to have with us and to dance with mm. him. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Right. So how did you get started on this journey where you've come to this point where you're having this kind of revelation? Well, part of it came out of just reading accounts like people like David, um, Enoch, uh, John, because they, they all made statements. Psalms 24 is, is probably a captivating statement that David made, right? Mm-hmm. One thing I'm desiring of the Lord. Enoch it has been a mystery to a lot of people. But it's really not that mysterious because he's the same. He learned how to engage in a oneness with Yahweh. And John, 
Uh, there was a time a few years ago that for for about nine months, I, I, I was camped on 1 John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love mm-hmm. the Father has bestowed upon mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And I could not get away from this thought. What did John see? What did he encounter about the love of Yahweh that he is saying emphatically, probably the most succinct statement that encapsulates everything about him. It is it is such a cry of his heart for us to behold this love. Yes. Why did John say that? And so for nine months, I camped out there because I couldn't get away from it. I mean, it burned in me every day. And so it was those kinds of things that just, it just captivated me. And, and, and it's just like there had to be more than what I, what I was encountering. There had to be more about knowing Yahweh and walking with Yahweh. That's one thing about Enoch. It says he walked with Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I mean, he walked with him. And can you, to imagine that you and Yahweh are side by side, right next to each other, walking together and having a conversation. And it's not weird. So much of religion casts this whole thing about separation between you and Yahweh. And it's just not true. I mean, the, the separation's been dealt with. And to get to a point where where I can, as Paul said, there there should be nothing wrong with us thinking. He said it, he said it this way, do not think it robbery to be equal with God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty profound statement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But Enoch did that. He walked with him. And, you know, there's a lot I could go into more about that, but so those things just kind of burned in me. And so I came to a point when I'm just like, everything that I know does not allow me to engage what they were engaging. I just have to, I came to a point where it's just like, I'm just setting everything I know down and mm-hmm. I'm just going to start over mm. and say, you, you've got to teach me something. You've got to show me what it is these people walked in because they're not anomalies. They're not special. Yes. Right. What they walked in is for everybody. What they tapped into was for everybody. Mm. So that's that's really what's launched me. It's just I, I I saw it in them and I wanted it for myself. And and I don't mean this in a prideful way. I don't mean it in you know an egotistical way. But I'm just determined to know know the Lord better than anybody else knows Him. I mean that's just my heart <laughs> intent. Beautiful. A passionate pursuit. Yeah. Passion at this level doesn't start overnight. You've had a walk that that brought you to this point. If this is for everyone, and I do believe it is, I'm not questioning you on that, but if this is for everyone, how does everyone get started? How did you get started? Obviously, you got you got born again at some point. You probably got filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up. I mean, I'm a preacher's kid, right? I mean, my dad was a minister. I grew up, you know, in a Protestant church. Um, Later on. In my teens, I, you know, came into the charismatic movement. I was filled with the spirit and came involved with that. And then Yahweh just kind of had me gravitating, you know, this way throughout. But I keep going back to just the examples of, you know, like I'll kind of share this weekend with David. I mean, David, when when he says that I'm desiring that I can be in the house of the Lord, Mm -hmm. he's really saying the house I'm living in, the structure I'm living in, the mindset I'm living in is it, it won't work. It won't get me to where I want mm. to be. I can't see the beauty of the Yahweh like I want to where I'm at. I have mm-hmm. to get to a different framework. And the framework he has to get to is the framework of the house of the Lord, the structure of the Lord. 
So when you get to that point, then I like what, um, you know, Yahweh speaks through movies. And, you know, a few years back, you know, a movie came out, um, Doctor Strange. And as I was watching that movie, there was one point in this movie where, you know, he was a doctor. He got hurt. He's looking for answers. He goes across the world. He's looking for answers in this far eastern place. And he's standing at a door to go in and see, of all things, how how prophetic is this? The ancient one. Mm. (laughs) Okay. You know, Yeshua is the ancient of days. And uh, there's, there's somebody with him. And he says, let me give you some advice. Forget about everything you think you know. And it's just moments like that, that it just, it helps solidified in me that you have to get to a point where I don't know enough. Hmm. Yeah. And Yahweh, I'm giving you free permission to engage me however you want to engage me, show me anything you want to show me, take me anywhere you want to take me to allow me to get into your framework, into your house so that I can mm-hmm. behold your beauty. And, um, or, you know, if you want to talk about Enoch, Enoch gives us some real simple advice. And this is where I, where, where my first engagement with Hebrew was at, because, you know, I was learning what I call the our Hebrew living friends, because I don't like calling them letters because they're way more than that. I understand why people call them that, but I, I call them my friends. And, um, while I was doing that, Yahweh would have me read all the scriptures on Enoch. Well, there's only 11 of them in the whole Bible. <laughs> and so I'm reading them and reading them and reading. Them. And one day I read, it says, and Enoch lived 65 years. And when I read 65, Yahweh brought back to my memories because I'm learning Hebrew, right? Six is the letter Vav and five is the letter Hey. Vav means to be completely connected. Hey means breath or Hey also means to behold, right? Mm. So it basically meant, says that Enoch lived being completely connected to beholding Yahweh. Wow, that's wow, beautiful. beautiful. Right. I like that. Wow. So if he could learn how to be completely connected to beholding, I could do that. I don't have to jump through hoops. I don't have to memorize verses. I can just spend time beholding him. Beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. I behold him, Paul told us in 2 Corinthians 8, 3.18, that as you behold him, you behold his face, you are changed Yes. Into this very same glory mm-hmm. from glory yeah. to glory, right? You're changed in this. How are you changed? Paul says you're changed by beholding him. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So the very act of taking what I used to call my prayer time, where I would say, I'm praying for this person, I'm praying for that person, I'm praying for this person, I'm praying for the nation, I'm praying for the president, and I'm praying. Not that I don't do that stuff, but instead of all of my time being devoted to that, Mm-hmm. I shifted to making beholding him be more important to me. Mm-hmm. And when I made that shift, the more I beheld him, then I began to experience what Paul talked about. And I began to see more of him and more of the dynamics of him. And this, what I call raging, ravishing love affair dance began to take place between me and Yahweh. So, yeah. uh, you know, but I, I cannot ever stress enough how much Yahweh so desires to have that dance with everybody. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And if I can get that across to a few people, then <laughs> that'd be great. Wow. That's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And the, well, the other key thing that <clears throat> Yahweh helped me with, there's a scripture, and I think it's in Chronicles. 
that tells us that uh, in his presence are glory and honor. Hmm. That is not just a statement of fact. That is actually showing us how. That's a how statement. That's not necessarily just a fact. It's a how statement, meaning that I, I would interpret that this way. If I'm in water, I'm wet, right? True. True. If I'm in his presence, there will be glory and honor. Beautiful. <laughs> then I got to a point, no matter when I felt his presence, no matter when I felt his spirit breathe upon me, no matter where I was at, I made it the most important thing to me. And I said, I will stop everything and I will give glory and I will give honor to that moment. Because mm. Yahweh himself, the creator of heaven and earth, is engaging me. Yes. And, and I don't care who I'm with. I don't care where I'm at. I, I don't make a big deal about it. Sometimes I just close my eyes and I just get quiet for a moment. <laughs> but I will acknowledge that. And I will give honor. And I, Because it says, in his presence is glory and honor. Well, one of the meanings of glory is weightiness, right? Right. So his presence has to become extremely weighty to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it has to get to a point where it is more important to you than anything else. Yes. Yeah. And so that really helped me a lot because there are so many times that Yahweh would try to speak to me or, you know, sometimes you're just driving down the road and you just happen to glance off and look at the sunset and the sunset is just, it's, it was just tailor made for you in that moment. Mm -hmm. That is Yahweh's yeah. kiss to you, right? That's, that's that, exactly right. That is right. Yahweh doing something. And, and if you just say, oh, that's nice and go on down the road. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's okay. <laughs> but to take that and say, Yahweh, you just kissed me. You just, mm -hmm. you just lit my life up with that. And I, and, and I, I go into that. I give glory and I give mm -hmm. honor to it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it lasts five seconds. Sometimes it lasts an hour and a half. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long, but to develop a lifestyle where every time you can, you feel his presence. You feel him say something to you. You you recognize that he did something in creation just to bless you, or he orchestrated something in your life that no one else could orchestrate. And, and you take the time to give honor and glory to it. It takes you further into his presence. Yes, that yes, is amen. absolutely Beautiful. true. Yeah. So, so true. So there's so many just practical things like that mm -hmm. that can help us. I mean, that's how he, he started to engage me. Yeah. And so when I would act on those, I mean, it just it just fueled added fuel to the fire, and the fire grew, and the fire grew, and the fire grew, and it's just <laughs> like it's like unquenchable now. And isn't that what it was supposed to be? You know, in the holy place, didn't they? Somebody wrote a song about it, and you know, you're not supposed to ever let the fire go out. Very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, so like I said, that's just kind of my story. And beautiful. Well, that's beautiful. It, you know, I I am. With with you a hundred percent on these kisses from the Lord that that yeah. you you recognize when He has done something sweet that yeah. He knows that you know even if nobody else knows Perfect. you yes. know that He is kissing you and everybody else might be totally oblivious to it but it's when you you acknowledge that and and you know the warming of your heart that comes from that kiss yeah. it, it's uh. 
you know, reflecting that back to him and glorifying, glorifying him and, and thanking him and giving him praise, even if it's silent, if you're in, if you're in a crowded place, or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you're going to shout anyway, if it's a crowded <laughs> right. place, who cares? Yeah. Because yeah, you're engaging with your father. Yeah, that's yes, right. Amen. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And you know, one of the, at the event we were at, you know, at Asbury, one of the, the students was sharing, in fact, many of them had said that one of the biggest things their generation deals with is depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. Oh. And anxiety. Anxiety. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, and just watching them getting delivered from all that. It right. was just, oh, sure. yeah. it's just, just awesome. And, and even uh, Christians that go through this too. Yeah. And it's just, and it's usually just a lack of not connecting. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, when, when you spend your time substituting things like video games oh. and stuff that, that it has no eternal value and it's, right. it's being sent your way deliberately to suck you down and to uh, dissuade you and stop you and hinder you from getting into the presence of our father, then, you know, you, you got to lay those things aside and, and, you know, but he's, he's kind to come and bring deliverance and yeah. bring, bring his love and his presence to down, especially, especially at this time, you know, this, this outpouring that's begun, it, it has, uh, has only just begun. It oh. doesn't matter if they've mm-hmm. shut down some meetings, uh, that, that had gotten this thing off the ground, but it, it is, it is here it's, and it is here yeah. to stay. Yeah. It's just, just, it's just wonderful. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, <laughs> wow. it, it's encouraging to hear someone who has been walking this way and, and going from glory to glory and going from glory to go- glory and going from glory to glory. And, mm-hmm. and just the, the closer you get to him, the more, the more the fire is turned up and mm-hmm. yeah, it just becomes your magnificent obsession. Yeah. Yes. Pretty soon the. <laughs> Very well. The darts, you know, the darts you get thrown at you, they'll evaporate before they hit you. Yeah. You have that yeah. shield of glory around you. It's yeah. true. It's true. Wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any uh, any comments about how worship fits in this? Well, to me, worship is way more than singing songs. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's wrong to sing songs. Please understand me. I, I'm not saying that i mean you know people have written worship songs based out of their experiences you know with the lord and i honor that you know when when you look at how the first time worship was ever used is when abraham is offering isaac on the mountain Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah and i'm pretty sure when he got up there there was no orchestral music playing in the background (laughs) very true yeah there wasn't, you know, a huge choir off to the side singing whatever, <laughs> hallelujah. I mean, it was just you know, Isaac, the altar, and the wind. Beautiful. And Yahweh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just saying that to say worship is, it, it's about an engagement with you and Yahweh, where, where you come into absolute trust with him. Yes. And his exceeding great love that he has for you. And, and there's a connection in that. And yes, mu- music is wonderful. It helps so many people. It helps, I think, I look at it this way. Music and singing can be like a vehicle to help take you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but good. It's, but it's not it in and of itself. Because by, exe- I mean, in, in first mention, 
of the word worship. I mean, there was no music, there was no singing, there was there was none of that when worship was first introduced. Very true. So I'm not I'm not saying it's wrong. Please understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, right. But it, it's really more about you so connect with Yahweh in a moment. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the fascinating statements that Yahweh made about Abraham in that moment. Because he says, now I know that you will not withhold anything from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Trust. Right? Well, how can you get to that point unless you experience his love, right? Because only in love, as John tells us, is there no fear. Very true. And if you have no fear, then there's nothing to hinder you from getting to a point where you completely surrender or give mm-hmm. yourself to him. Yeah. Right? So to me, that's the essence of worship. But like I said, our modern day concept of worship is tied around music and singing. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just a vehicle to help people get you to what the core of worship is. Very true. Very true. And and I think that word worship as it's used in, in that context in Genesis 22 is having to do with bowing down. It's, it's, yes, it uh, you, it's, it's yielding yourself. It's mm-hmm. surrendering yourself. And, and Abraham, when our father asked him to sacrifice, take your, take your son, your only son that you love and offer him to me on the mountain that I will show you in the mountains of Moriah. This is a trust that goes beyond your expectations because I mean, it took, it took years and years and years for Isaac to even arrive. He had the promise of Isaac for a long, long time before Isaac ever got there. And now he's saying, go sacrifice him. What are you thinking? And, (laughs) and, but Abraham, according to the book of Hebrews, I think it is, it might've been in some of Paul's writings, did not stumble on that because he realized that our father could raise Isaac from the dead. Right. Yeah. And and so it's going beyond it's going beyond your understanding. It's 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 laying down your understanding. Mm-hmm. It's laying down your carnal thinking and trusting that what our father says is the real deal. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, um, and Paul actually alluded to that. He hid it in a prayer in Ephesians. When he's saying, you know, that you can know the height and let width and breadth and length and depth and to know the love of Christ. And, and, mm-hmm. and the, what's the very next statement that passes knowledge? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. So engaging in the love of Yahweh is not an intellectual exercise because it very surpasses true. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very and interesting so. enough, you know, the word Hebrew in that or worship in that verse is the word shikah. Which basically means to be on fire, to be burn, burning or consumed with being within his breath. Yeah. Beautiful. So, and that just takes us back, you know, to what, you know, we've been talking about. I mean, it's to get to a point where you are so consumed with being in him, being one with him and, and engaging in his breath, beholding him. Beautiful. So worship fits in well with everything, you know, I've been talking about. It's just. You know, but that's where, you know, our Hebrew friends help us out because, you know, English and what we think of worship has little to do with what I just shared with you. So, mm-hmm. yes, that's true. That's true. I think uh, we'll we'll all the more we study the Hebrew, the the more we'll really understand our father's heart. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I always find it so amazing when a rabbi you know, finds Yeshua, mm-hmm. you know, and just like the light bulbs just go off and, you know, being their mother tongue, 
mm-hmm. things that you know we we you know we didn't understand culture or whatever all of a sudden it just comes out and i thought mm-hmm. wow amazing you know? there's so much more yeah. so much more always will be more and you know here the thing yeshua has so much fun with us because he i mean it's just like i see him all the time he's just like he has such this joyful smile on his face to continually pour out and reveal to us i mean you know it's it's mm-hmm. never in a demeaning scolding manner it, it's in this joyful love that he has for us that he's just like oh let me show you this let me show you that let me show you my wonders you know i mean he's beautiful he's just that way with us how marvelous how yes, marvelous amen. glory to god well i would like to ask you if you would pray for our listeners to have a new understanding and a, and a lighting up of the the fiery passion that you're talking about that god has put into you amen. sure Oh, Father, in heaven and in our hearts, we honor you, and we do give glory to you. And for those that desire to know you and and to have a greater passion in you, I thank you that you'll come and that you'll take them by the hand and that you'll lead them in the paths of life, and you'll begin to just reveal yourself to them because you know exactly how to talk to every single person in the unique way they need to be spoken to. And we just thank you for giving them that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Yes. Thank you, Father. And as you do that, you would enlighten their eyes to know how to come in to a greater place of a passionate, eternal, flaming engagement with you and to dance with you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. And to take them into the heights of the wonders and the glory of your pleasures that are at your right hand. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. And we give you thanks for that in the name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today, Greg. And yeah. and uh, we we look forward to spending some time with you March 9th through 11th yes. at Cedar Creek Resort. Right. Mm-hmm. And folks can go to our website uh, to the events page and, and click on that to get to your website. But what is your website? Lifesounds.life. Lifesounds.life. Wow. Wow. That's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What a great, what a great uh, domain name. Yeah. All right. Well, we look forward to being with you and we invite all of our listeners to come along and is there a way that they can, if they're not able to get there, is there a way that they can watch it online? Is there? Yes, we will. Uh, we will live stream it. So, you know, if they can't come, they can still get in and participate. So, Wonderful. Wonderful. We're yeah. looking forward to that. All right. Well, thank you so very much. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing you very soon. And, and I trust that uh, if someone is listening to this after this weekend is over, uh, we are in the year 2023, March 9th through 11, 2023. <laughs> uh, you know, if somebody's listening to this three years from now, it, it, perhaps there will be something out there in the archives that they might be able to find also. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we archive it all. So we'll, I'm sure we'll still have it available. All right. Very good. Thank you so much. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. 
You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Thank you.